Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. How many of you like to eat? Yeah, yeah, there's a few of you who like to eat. Tim really likes to eat. Some of you don't like to eat at all, I guess, because you didn't raise your hands. Even if you don't like to eat, how many of you have to eat, at least on occasion? So we, we all have to eat to survive. But, you know, we, we often love to eat. We love different kinds of foods, you know. And as you think about eating, how many of you have ever been to, like, a party? You know, a block party, tailgate party, a Memorial Day cookout kind of thing. You know, most of you look like you're never invited anywheres. That's really sad, you know. But, you know, as we talk about the gospel lesson, we see that Jesus and this conversation, this event that's unfolding, is once again involving food. So I love reading the Gospels because so often we see Jesus and the conversation he's having with people revolves around food. He's been invited to someone's house once again. Before we go any further, let's go to our Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you and we praise you. Lord, as we dig into the, the words and this encounter with you that's recorded in Luke's Gospel, we pray that the Holy Spirit works in us, open our eyes and our hearts to receive this word, that it would shape us our lives, would shape our attitude. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. So here we have in the gospel, let's kind of set the scene here. Jesus has been invited for luncheon, for a celebration by a prominent Pharisee. Now the Pharisees, we've talked about this before, the Pharisees were the religious leaders of the day. The religious leaders of the day who believed that God spoke to them and then they spoke to the people. So every word they spoke was golden. They were highly respected within the culture and society. And they liked that kind of respect. What they didn't like was Jesus. Because Jesus had a way with his teachings and his encounters with the people kind of unraveling this respect that they had challenging their teachers, calling them out, exposing their flaws. And so they decide to invite Jesus over. This is not the first time they've done this, by the way. They invite him over for a meal, this prominent Pharisee with all the other Pharisees and teachers of the law, and and they're the prominent people of society that are coming here for this meal. But they have malicious intent. Their plan, which they have failed many times in doing this, their plan is to trap Jesus to expose a flaw in his teaching, to get him to say something against the law of Moses, the Ten Commandments. So they invite Jesus over. You can imagine what's going through their minds. These are guys who are thinking, you know, here it is, here he is again, this guy. People keep flocking to him. They're they're listening to his teachings. They're they're listening to him, and now they're starting to ignore us. This isn't right. we got to do something about it. So they get together, kind of like a huddle, and they make a plan, you know, and they're going to go on the offensive here, and and they're going to go after Jesus. So Jesus comes to this celebration, this meal, and as he comes to this meal, there's a guy who they bring before Jesus whose body's filled with fluid. In other words, he's got what we call dropsy. And his heart is failing, his body's you know, filling with liquid. And as they, they do that, you know, what they're expecting that Jesus will do, because remember, they're setting a trap here, is that he will heal this guy on the holy day. The holy day is the Sabbath. You know, from the commandments, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. 
And the Pharisees have, over the course of centuries, added to these laws and these restrictions the things that can and cannot happen. So bringing this guy to Jesus, they know Jesus, they've watched him, he will heal this guy, and they will call him out. But Jesus, Jesus sees what they're up to. For one, a guy like this would never be invited to the party. Do you ever, you know, ever not get invited to a party? You see, this culture, this first century Palestinian culture, this Greco-Roman culture is a culture of honor and shame. And your invitation to a party it would be very much based upon who you are, who your family name is, what your status is in community and society. The higher your status, the more likely you're invited, that people want you to be there. And a guy like this, a guy that is sickly, he wouldn't be invited. So Jesus knows this is a trap. But he turns the trap on the Pharisees and the religious leaders. And he says, so is it right to heal this guy on the Sabbath? Of course, they do what? You know, they don't answer the question at all because they know it's Jesus has trapped them. And so now Jesus heals the guy, and then he asks them another question, you know, to more fully expose the flaws in their teaching. He says, so now, if on the Sabbath, the holy day, your son falls into a well, would you save him? And then he takes it down just a notch. Okay, what if it was an ox? One of your oxen fell into the well, would you save him? Now, he's trapped them because no matter which way they answer, it, it exposes, you know, who they are. If they say, well, of course I would save my son. Of course I'd save my ox. He was my son. I can't let him die, even though it's the Sabbath. That's where they're trying to get Jesus after. Or if they would say, of course, it's the Sabbath. I'd keep the Sabbath. I'd let my son die. I mean, they, they would show their flaws there. So then as they, they, they do this, you know, Jesus, this trap that is set for him becomes a trap for the Pharisees. And ultimately what Jesus is going to do here in this encounter, this, this banquet that he's been invited to, is he's going to reveal to all of those that are gathered what God's kingdom is all about. God's kingdom, God's grace. And we talk about God's kingdom, there is a, there's a future, yes, forever, eternal kingdom of God that we call heaven. But there's also that God breaking into our world in his grace, in his love, in his mercy, in Jesus Christ, in the here and the now. So as Jesus heals this man just like he's done before, he's healed people and raised people from the dead and cast out demons, that's God's kingdom breaking into the here and now. And that Jesus is going to go on, he's going to talk more about God's kingdom, revealing what God's kingdom is all about. So then he, he looks at all of the guests that have been coming in, and they've been coming to the party, everyone's got the invitation, and one of the things that, that people do, again, this is a culture of honor and shame, is when you're invited to a party, you want to get as close as you can to the host. Because the closer you are to the host, the higher you are honored, the higher your status looks amongst all the other guests. And Jesus is just watching all the people do this. Pretty typical, you know, trying to find and get the best seat. So Jesus exposes their hearts. He calls them out on this. And he says, you know what? When you go to a party, when you have that invitation, rather than working your way to one of the front seats right here by the host, 
He said, because if you do that and then somebody more important than you comes in, the host is going to tell you, you know what? Chuck, you know, why don't you move back to the back, you know, back to the children's table back there? Because Mike's, Mike's going to sit right here. Yeah, see, that's pretty cool, huh? You know, and, and the, you know what, what would happen at that, you know, middle of a party? You're embarrassed because now you're going to the children's table. And you hang your head low and you go there. But what Jesus is not doing here is just merely giving some great principle to live by. I mean, it is a great principle. It's a word of wisdom. It's, it's, it's a proverbial teaching. But it's much more than that. Because, again, he's teaching here about God's kingdom. He's living out God's kingdom. Because the truth is, it's really difficult to be filled with the things of God when you're full of yourself. It's really difficult to be filled with the things of God when you're full of yourself. It's difficult to serve others when we're only serving ourselves. It's difficult to be generous to others when we think only of ourselves. It's difficult to love others when we love only ourselves. It's difficult to be filled with the things of God when we're full of ourselves. So when Jesus is talking here about humility, it's not just, again, a proverbial teaching. It's humility in God's kingdom, being full, filled with the things of God. So, you know, rather than coming in as God's kingdom and coming in saying, here I am, serve me, it's all about me, God's kingdom really is, there you are, how may I serve you? Now, Jesus isn't done yet. He's going to, you know, keep going here. You invite Jesus to the party, you just never know what's going to happen, right? So you invite Jesus to the party. Now, you know, the trap they set, that didn't work, you know, Jesus brings God's kingdom there, heals the man, challenges their teachings, exposes their flaws in their thinking and teaching. Then Jesus, you know, talks about humility and humility in God's kingdom and really being filled with the things of God. And then he goes on and he talks to the host that is there. And, and to the host, he says, you know, these words here, and we're going to read these words together, Luke 14, 12. When you invite people for lunch or dinner... Don't invite only your friends, family, other relatives, or rich neighbors. Because, again, the, the way you typically do that is you invite the people you know, the people you're comfortable with. And the rest of that verse says, because you, what often happens is they'll pay you back. So, you know, if we work together to invite some people over to our house to have a party, you know, and you're part of that, then also that means the, the people that came to that party, if they're prominent, you can invite them to your party, and it kind of helps you build your social status. And again, it's all about the social status, about who is invited, and inviting only the best of the best. But Jesus is going to challenge the thinking here. And again, this is more than just, you know, words of wisdom. He's getting to what God's kingdom is all about. Let's read verse 13. Instead, when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the handicapped, the lame, and the blind. The poor, the handicapped, the lame, and the blind, they have nothing to offer. They do not bring up your social status. They cannot invite you back to their place when they have a banquet. You see, this is what God's kingdom is all about. God's kingdom is about an invitation and a welcome. God's kingdom is about an invitation and welcome in grace. You are invited in grace. You are welcomed in grace to God's kingdom to his celebration. Not because you are worthy, not because you have anything to offer. I mean, that's what we often live our lives, though, isn't it? 
thinking that, you know, we've got to somehow earn it. Even though we may know it here, we still have this idea, I have to earn, you know, my place in God's kingdom. But Jesus is teaching us here that, you know, we are invited, that we are welcomed in grace. What Jesus is going to go on from here is he talks about God's kingdom, and he's going to give this parable, sometimes called the parable of the great banquet. And he gives this parable about a guy who has a great banquet, a party plan, kind of you know, like a Memorial Day cookout. And he's got all kinds of meat. He's been smoking and the invitations have gone out. And he's got all kinds of side dishes and desserts and beverages. and Everything's ready to go. So he sends out his servants to go tell everyone, all right, it's time. It's drop everything. Come and let's eat and let's celebrate together. And what do they all do? They all make excuses. Have you ever made an excuse for not going somewhere else? Don't say anything too loudly in case this person sitting close by is the person you give an excuse to. But they make excuses. And, and, and again, this is about God's kingdom. And so, you know, what does this master do? And before I go any further, as we talk about God's kingdom, when Jesus uses parables, he is expressing God's kingdom. And again, in, in this teaching moment here for Jesus, God's kingdom is about the invitation and welcome in grace. It's an invitation and welcome not because of who we are and what we've done, not because we can offer something to the host, but because the host invites us in grace and in love. So these are the is what the host then says to his servants. And let's read this together. Run to every street and alley in the city. Bring back the poor, the handicapped, the blind, and the lame. Those who do not deserve, those who normally would not be welcomed, those who have nothing to offer, invite them. And go out, he says even further, go out to every place. I want my house to be full. Because the master of this party the host of this party is God. So the parables, when we see these parables expressed, it's not just these words of wisdom. It's God who says, those who seem, those who will be deemed unworthy, unwelcomed, these are the ones that I'm inviting and welcoming to my celebration. See, these words of Jesus in this parable, in this teaching moment, they speak to us. They speak to you and me. You are invited and welcomed to the celebration in God's grace. You are invited and welcomed to the Lord's table today to receive and to celebrate the gift that he offers here in his grace. But not only is this teaching us about God's kingdom, kind of the big picture of God's kingdom, this is also God's kingdom lived out as followers of Jesus. That as we have been invited and welcomed in grace, then we too are to be a people who invite and welcome in God's grace. So Jesus is calling us, he's calling you and me to spend time with people that we may not necessarily like. People that are, that are different than us, that look different, think different. They may be on different social and economic you know, stratus. They may be from different parts of the world. They may not be what society says is of any value. But God says, God says to us and he says to them, they are invited and welcomed in grace. 
So we've had this series in August we call the Belong series. We talk about this vision of Holy Savior being a place where people belong, a place where people are welcomed. It is more than just being a place for us to hang out and be good friends, which is great that we're friends and great that we celebrate. Like next weekend, we'll get together and we're going to have the pulled pork cook-off, potato salad cook-off. It's going to be a lot of fun. And it's more than just pulling our resources together. It's being a place where everyone, all of us, those of us who are regular here, to those of us who connect on occasion, to those who come for the first time, to those that we invite to be here, that this is a place where we are invited and welcomed in grace. That this is a place to belong in Jesus' love. So as we talk about this being a place to belong, a place where we live out that imitation, that welcoming that is that we experience in Jesus, it's also then a challenge for us. And the challenge is, you know, how will Jesus' imitation, how will his invitation and welcome shape your attitudes and your actions this week? Jesus, in his grace, invites and welcomes you and me, all of us. But more than just being a powerful and wonderful statement of what God's kingdom is all about, for our future, for the moment as we come to the Lord's table, it's also what it means for us to be followers of Jesus, to be a people who invite and welcome the lame, the broken, the poor, the rich, the forgotten, the remembered, whoever they are, that they are invited and welcomed in God's grace. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks and praise that we are invited, that we are welcomed. We don't deserve it. Lord, none of us deserve it. Sometimes we act as if we do or that others don't. The way that we think and act and behave, Lord, you invite and you welcome us. You invite and welcome each and every person in your grace. Lord, our prayer is that we would truly believe that we are invited and welcomed in grace. And that invitation, that welcome in grace, it shapes us. It shapes our attitudes and our actions. As a people that gathered here at Holy Savior, it shapes our attitude and actions. As a family that goes out from here, as we go to school, as we go to work, as we celebrate Labor Day weekend, as we meet with friends and family and even strangers, that is the people, Lord, is your people. We are a people who invite and welcome others to experience your grace, to celebrate your love. We pray this, Lord Jesus, in your powerful name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God bless.